Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi. Welcome to Just Make The Thing, a podcast for people like me. I'm Claire Tonti. For people who want to start a thing and keep on making it. Make anything. Monica Mignoni is the brains, brawn and beauty behind the Instagram and blog at Balanced by Monica. One of my great mates recommended I check her out and woohoo, am I glad I bloody did. Monica is a writer, a reformed primary school teacher like me, a talented cook, Oh, go check out her carrot cake, you won't regret it, a gym instructor and a qualified nutritionist. But more than that, I reckon she's an oracle. Here is an excerpt from her Instagram account that I could not stop reading. For so many years, I was unhappy with the way I looked, always wanting to lose just a few more kgs or fit into jeans just one size smaller in the hope of being happier and more attractive. Ironically, I am now 12 kilos heavier than my lowest weight and I feel more beautiful and full of life than I ever have before. If there's one thing you take away from your daily Instagram scroll, let it be this. She's so wise, right? There is no juice cleanse, 12 week program or appetite suppressing lollipop in the world that can make you more beautiful. Beauty comes from within. So be proud of your body, be grateful for what it can do and be happy with yourself exactly as you are. Wise, wise words from a wise, wise lady. Imagine if everyone and women in particular stopped putting so much energy into what they looked like how small they are, what size jeans they wear, and instead put that energy into creating, making, talking, writing, singing, I don't know, gardening, whatever the thing is that you want to do. Imagine if you channeled all of that energy into actually doing it. I reckon we could change the world. And while Monica Mignoni most certainly is, one glass of red wine, slice of pizza and quinoa salad at a time. Well, hello, Monica <laughs> Mignoni. Correct. Yes. How are you going? Very well, thank you. That is good. Thank you so much for coming over to our house to record today. Thank you for having me. It's beautiful here. Oh, I've had my welcome. tea, I've had my cookie, I'm good. Oh, she's ready to go. <laughs> Excellent. So, you know that this show is all about how to start a thing and keep on making it. And we talk to lots of different people about how they got started with things or what they find difficult about making something work. So, I want to ask you. What is Balanced by Monica? Well, good question. Um, So Balanced by Monica was initially just an Instagram page. It was just an idea. So for years, probably about 10 years now, I've just been making food, eating food, like taking photos, always loved food, always been involved with it. And I suppose Balanced by Monica was just an idea to post my food because as a school teacher, you can't really have public Instagram and social media (laughs) accounts for obvious student stalker reasons. Exactly. Um, So I was posting a lot 
lot on my personal page, but I knew no one was really seeing it. And my friends who were seeing it were probably a little bit sick of seeing my poached eggs for breakfast every morning. (laughs) So I thought I'm going to take this a bit further. And I decided to create um, my Instagram account, Balanced by Monica. And that was literally just an Instagram account to show literally what I was eating every single day. Um, I wasn't styling anything too much. I wasn't taking, you know, professional photos on a professional camera. I just sit down this is what I'm eating, take a photo, everyone look at me, I'm happy. Yes, yeah. they still looked amazing. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. No, Looking back do, now, yeah. they were a little bit amateur, but um, yeah, I've come a long way since then, but that's pretty much all it was. And I was toying up with different ideas for what to name the page, but balance just seemed to be me. I am not super duper healthy and clean eating and into all those diets. And I'm also not the other way. I'm really quite balanced in all areas of my life. And I wanted to show people that they can still be happy and healthy and have everything they want even if they eat a piece of chocolate cake for breakfast which I'm okay with. <laughs> I love that I know that's yes. one of the reasons I really love your Instagram page you. for that reason because it makes you joyful. Yes you know, when that's you what I try it. to do. Yeah it's more about like life and how joyful it can be. So what was there a reason why you've had that perspective now? Like was there something that changed for you? Have you sort of grown in your perspective, I guess, around food and balance and exercise and all of that yeah, stuff? Yeah, absolutely have. So quite a few years ago, maybe it was five years ago now, I was like the diet queen. And like I'm talking every single diet you can ever imagine. I tried, I tried calorie counting, I tried uh, dairy free, which was ridiculous because I love cheese. Oh my gosh, um, I best. tried no carb, which again was ridiculous because I'm, I'm Italian and carbs <laughs> are like our life. So I tried it all. And as all diets promise, you're going to lose weight quickly and mission accomplished. I lose, lost weight, sorry, incredibly quickly. I lost, I think, a total of 13 kilos. And like you've seen my height, I don't need to lose 13 kilos. Like I'm almost six foot and I just got to the point where I was obsessed with food. I was obsessed with exercising. I was obsessed with the way I look. And I was convinced that being healthy was weighing a certain amount, eating certain types of food and exercising a certain amount of time each day. And it was completely warped. So I did get to a point, this is actually a funny story and you'll like this. Um, in my first year of teaching, I got really sick as you do. You catch all the bugs that all the kids oh, are it's coughing out of you. It's just like yep. snot and all the time, like, central, for well, sure. well used to that now. And I actually um, got a lung infection in winter and I coughed so much, I broke my rib. What? <laughs> Oh my god. I'm gosh. not even joking. Oh my goodness. See, this is the thing about teaching people don't really know. It no. is really bad for your health in so many ways. It's every single way possible. So that oh. happened and I got to that point where like I obviously couldn't exercise. I couldn't even write on the the board. Um so I was just pretty much in bed resting and that's when I was like, oh, well, if I can't exercise, no point eating well and I just went on this opposite end and I was like, I'm going to eat everything and not exercise and I put on quite a bit of weight. And then I tried to get back into dieting again and I just couldn't do it because obviously diets are shit. Am I allowed to say shit? Yeah, I'm sorry. for okay. sure. Sorry. <laughs> Absolutely. Say it. And God, thank you so much for saying that. They're just the worst oh, and so diets don't work. Like you heard it here first, they don't work. They might work in the short term, which is what I learned, but in the long run, they're not sustainable. They're not enjoyable. And yeah, for me, 
no diet was ever going to work because I love food. I love life. I love socializing. And yeah, that's what kind of turned me back. And for the next year, probably I was trying to find that balance again. I didn't want to be that extremist of clean eating and counting calories, Mm -hmm. but I also didn't want to be on the other end of the spectrum in bed eating bloody marvelous creations. So it was trying to find that balance again. Um, So that's kind of where that's all come from. And it's been years and years in the making. I didn't, you know, wake up one morning. I'm like, okay, I'm balanced now. Now, this is very easy. This is how it's done. Um, it's taken a lot of trial and error, a lot of weight gain and weight loss, but I'm I'm really happy where I am now. I'm feeling the true meaning of healthy. I feel like mm. health isn't just, like I said before, weighing a certain amount and eating and exercising. It includes social health. It includes going out with your family and your friends and drinking a wine and being okay with that. It includes not being stressed Hence, not a teacher anymore, not stressed. Amazing, isn't it? Massive. Oh, my gosh. Um, Enjoying, yeah, enjoying what you do, enjoying your life, enjoying people and your home and all of that. And I found that by letting go of dieting and letting go of that control, I found that true balance and, yeah, couldn't be happier now. Yeah, you look beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) It's the wine. (laughs) Oh, wine. That natural glow. Yeah, exactly. So do you exercise as well? I do. What does a typical day look like for you? Okay, in terms of Exercise yeah, and yep. exercise and eating. How do yep. you work it? So for me, I get bored very easily. And I think that was half the problem with teaching. It's the same thing every single mm. day. You do your role, you do your reading groups, you have your recess, maths groups. It's quite, yeah, similar and a bit monotonous and it just was too boring for me. And that's the same with food and with exercise. I can't do and eat the same things every single day or I'm going to get bored. And that's when I'm going to go out of control again and try and change it up. So I don't really structure when I eat, um, like the timings and all that, because I find that's a real diet mentality that you must eat at this time and you must eat this amount of food. So I really just listen to my body and whatever I'm feeling like I go for, if I'm not hungry, I won't eat. If I'm hungry, I'll eat a bit more. It's all about, yeah, listening Mm. to what I want and what my body needs um, and going with that. So that's a typical day. I will eat five times a day. Normally have a red wine or a bit of chocolate or an ice cream at the end of the day because that's just something I love and that's part of my emotional and mental well-being and always move my body in one way or another, whether it's a Pilates class, a walk with my puppy who is the cutest dog (laughs) in the world or I also teach body pump and cycle classes so every now and then I'll teach one of those but yeah I make a real effort to move my body in a way that I enjoy every Mm. single day. This is a sort of full-on question but how did you go mentally as someone who was super into especially if you're an instructor as well so someone who's super into fitness and always conscious of their body how did you feel putting that weight on? Was there an issue? Did you have to kind of work through that? I, at the start, I was just in this mindset where I'm like, I just don't even care. Like I'm just eating everything. And I, I think it was quite gradual that I wasn't noticing it as much. And then it got to the point where I was back to the weight that I first started at, which wasn't heavy in the first place. But I was getting comments from family and friends saying, you look really great now. Like you were too skinny before. And at the time you think, no, 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 I looked better then when you're looking back at photos. But then I thought, yeah, maybe you're right. And I suppose what was easy for me is that I was more energetic. I was actually going out and having fun. I was going back to my nonness for pasta nights. I was doing all these things that, 
yes, I had gained weight, but all the other benefits and all the other positive changes in my life were so much more important that it was just kind of a little side effect that I didn't notice as much. And now I do look back on photos and I regularly post, I was just saying to you before on my Instagram before and afters, but the opposite showing mm. that I've gained weight and I still look okay. I think I look okay. Look great. No, <laughs> I'm look not great. completely overweight, but I yeah. just feel so much happier. So at the start, it was a little bit confronting and I still fell into that trap of maybe I'll just try one more diet, you know, that one more that will be the diet to end all diets. But it just got to the point for me where I was happy. I was a lot happier. Mm -hmm. And my boyfriend still loves me. He loved me if I was fat, if I was skinny, my parents, everyone still loves me. And I think it was just having that realization that no one cares, like the people who love you, no one cares. And I think we get in this little world and this little bubble where we think everyone's looking at me. They're wondering what size my clothes are and how much I've never thought that about anyone. So no one would ever have thought that about me. And I think, yeah, I was convinced that by losing weight, people would like me more and I'd have more friends and nothing really changed except for the way I look. So for me, yeah, like I said, a bit hard at the start, but then towards Mm -hmm. the end, I thought, nah, not interested. Good on you, yeah. mate. Bloody about <laughs> Let's time. get another cookie. Let's get yeah, another cookie. <laughs> exactly. Because I think this is, I mean, I, I think like most women and a lot of people in general, not just women, men as well, really struggle because we're looking at social media all the time. Yes. We're staring at this perfect, perfect Instagram world and or whatever it is, we kind of tie in our self-esteem into our weight. Mm-hmm. And I know I used to do this thing where I would be like, well, I won't start that thing until I'm five kilos lighter. Yeah. I won't do that. <laughs> I mean, I would do that, but I can't do it till I've lost weight. So you spend your whole life in this boring kind of trapped mentality, just obsessing over food, obsessing over what you eat, obsessing over exercise and staring at your body. And isn't it boring? Oh my Like, isn't it just defeating? And, and what reading your, and looking at your posts just is so freeing because I think so many women particularly need to hear that, that life is not about what we look like. Life is so much more than that. There's so many, so much more that we can give the world than just if we make ourselves smaller. It's so true, isn't it? It's crazy. And and even if you do get to that perfect weight, I know the most miserable time in my life was when I was really like underweight. Like I had stopped eating. I was exercising obsessively because I was miserable and I was tiny. Yeah. It didn't change how I went out into the world. No one battered two eyelids and spent so long in my teens wanting to be that kind of size and then when you are you go oh, for literally what? for yeah. what I'm miserable I'm bloody starving and I'm <laughs> sick of eating no carbohydrates <laughs> you want know? a bowl of pasta <laughs> yeah pasta yeah and then how great is it that you can then move over get on with your life yeah like, absolutely put that aside and and live caring for yourself and I think it's quite a, a immature thing as well, just thinking that life is all about the way you look. It's too mm. short to be focused just on that. And that's what I've really learned that, you know, your family and your friends aren't around forever and they're not going to look back and say, I remember Monica because she was skinny. No, they're not. They're going to remember me for the food I made for them and my sense of humor and how caring I was and all these other things. Mm. They're not going, no one will ever remember you for the way you looked and can guarantee you that. It's, Mm. yeah, everyone can see through that and it's just about time that women try and do the same and see that, yeah, yeah, there's a lot more to it than that. Absolutely. And stop, I think part of it is that guys don't care as much as women do. They don't care. Oh my God, they don't care. Like, Like James, my husband, couldn't have cared what size I was. I mean, but he would have 
have cared if I was overweight to the point where I wasn't caring for myself. Yes, exactly. If I was right, eating a whole pack of Tim Tams every night, exhausted, tired and sleeping, you know, not sleeping and not nourishing myself. Because you can see that when you're not nourished and you're not eating the right nutrients and unhealthy. But I think it's women sometimes that put pressure on other yes, women too. Absolutely. We're our own worst enemies. Oh, it's, absolutely. It's crazy. And the way we talk about ourselves too, oh, I could talk about All that. day. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I get it. I, yeah. I did want to ask you too, I'm so fascinated. So once you, you had kind of developed this whole sensibility around your life and, and changed the way that you saw the world almost, which is so incredible, and you were teaching while you were doing it, and you started Balanced by Monica, when did you sort of realize that I'm onto something here? This is growing and becoming something more than just a fun thing to do. Yeah. So as I said, it initially started just because I wanted everyone to see what I was eating every day, which I don't know why anyone, how boring would that have been? Oh, mate, but your meals look amazing. So I know I'm into it. No one would want to see what I'm eating with every day, but like my scrambled eggs, but yours. But people like, are into that apparently. So oh, that's how go. it just started. And I was just posting things and I I was getting lots of likes and comments and followers and people seemed to really be enjoying what I was doing. So um, it was probably about 18 months ago when I started just taking a little bit more pride in what I was doing and started, you know, styling things a bit more and um, I created a website and I was doing posts and that kind of thing. And this carried on for a bit and I also went back to uni to study nutrition while also mm. teaching full-time, which Whoa. was a really fabulous time of my life. <laughs> Don't even ask how I did that because I'm not too sure. But, yeah, it started just snowballing a bit and I was getting a bit of momentum and then – I actually um, went to Sydney last year and I went to like a social media workshop kind of thing and there were these social media influencers talking and they had quit their full-time job and they had decided that they were going to work on their side hustle and really pursue it. And someone put their hand up and they said to one of them, like, how did you know that it was time to quit that job and really, you know, go for it? And she goes, when you've got that feeling inside you, and I was like... I've got that feeling inside me. So that night yeah. I called mum, dad, Daniel. I was like, that's it. Like I'm quitting teaching and next year I'm pursuing this and going for it. And they were like, do it. If it makes you happy, like you're loving it, you're good at it, just go for it. And that it was actually a really easy decision to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what helped me is that I had built that following and that yeah. website and had it all ready to go so that when I did stop teaching, you know, I, I was going, you know, I had the business set up, I had clients, everything was ready to go, but it was the easiest decision of my life. And that's how I know that I made the right one. Yeah. You yeah. got to follow your gut, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How many followers did you have on Instagram when you did it? When you made the jump? I think I was up to about, I just ticked over 10,000 by then, mm. which was still, I still can't believe I've got so many followers who are just genuinely interested in what yeah. I do. But that just goes to show that there is a need for my work and my um, views on health. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's just far too much crap out there that, you know, you need to lose weight and you're not good enough and don't eat pizza, which is a load of shit. Eat oh, the pizza. Mate. Always eat the pizza. Oh, yeah, I love that. Okay, let's <laughs> just make that our new tagline. Yeah, always, always eat, eat the, the pizza. pizza. Yeah. Heard it here first. Um, so I feel like maybe there is a need for what I'm doing and 
And when I started doing that, I was getting so many comments and messages from people saying, you inspire me. And I've never thought I'd be an inspirational person, but my story has obviously resonated with a lot of people. And that's when I just thought I need to do this because people like this, they are really benefiting from it. So yeah, I'm going for it. And if I can help one person and they say that I've changed their life, my job is done. Yeah, you, I'm sure you have already. I hope so. <laughs> I'm sure because it's needed. It's yes, so needed. This kind of breath of fresh air and sensible advice. Yes, it's realistic. Just, I try and be very yeah, realistic. Exactly. Was there a point in the whole moving transitioning when you had at that ten thousand follower mark, or even before that, where you wanted to give up or you were afraid of? Oh, absolutely. Of what you were anyone who like, it was the biggest risk of my life leaving my job because teaching is stable. I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's quite, you know, routine and you get in the flow and, you know, I was paying my mortgage, everything was fine. So it was a huge, huge risk. And there are times I'll be sitting in my office at home and I'll be like, why did I do this? Like, this was the dumbest thing I've ever done. Why didn't I just stay with teaching? And then you get these moments where you're like, yes, this is why I did it. So it's always this roller coaster when you're working for yourself and you're out on your own. And there have been times where I question what I'm doing and you always get the trolls. I had a few vegan trolls last night telling me that cheese was bad, which is incorrect, <laughs> incorrect. And you get those moments where you really question yourself and whether you're doing the right thing, whether anyone actually is listening and, and liking your work. But most of the time, the encouragement and support that I have from all of my family and friends really egging me on and saying, yes, you you know, you're making a real difference difference in people's lives and making some amazing changes. Got to keep going. And I'd say 90% of the time I'm very um, motivated and, and very yeah excited about what I do. But you always have those moments where you're like, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Have you ever made a really big mistake where you kind of regretted a choice that you made in the business? Um, I have had, I think because it's just me, I do everything. Like people see, oh my God, your life is so glamorous. You just cook and eat, but they don't see the behind the scenes where you're doing all the admin, you're doing all the budget. There's so much more to it. And there have been times I'm a very, I wouldn't say I'm emotional, but I take things very personally. And because my business is my life, um, if I lose a client or something, I get really upset. So there have been times with clients that I have shown a bit of an emotional side, not in a rude way, but just I get upset if people don't like what I'm doing or don't, um, you know, don't go along with things. And I've had um, workshops where not a lot of people have shown up and I just go home and I literally have cried to Daniel and he's like, no, it's okay. And I know it's not a personal thing, but I do take things personally because this is my baby and my life. And I'm so passionate about it that, yeah, I sometimes just yeah, get a little bit upset if things don't go to plan. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's easy oh, to do. <laughs> God, I'm crying every day at something <laughs> because I, I always find too that sometimes it's the negative things. It might just be one person that says something oh, yeah. or one workshop that doesn't go that well. And you've had all this other success, but you, you can... forget about it, don't you? Yeah. That's exactly right. And a good example of that is when I was a teacher at parent teacher interviews, I had a full night of all interviews and they were amazing. All the parents were so appreciative and grateful and my last interview was not so nice and I went home and I was like they were all they were terrible I the interviews went really bad and Daniel was like well were they all really I said oh no just this one person but the other 25 were really good but you only and I think that's human nature we only you know take on and and think about the negative when there's been so much positive and that's just something that happens in business as well I suppose yeah 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 absolutely 
I want to get to the nuts and bolts of how you make money doing having an Instagram account and a website. So what are your revenue streams? Like how do you, because people can see sort of a number of followers, <laughs> but no one's paying to see your no. Instagram. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you do to generate revenue? So I've got like I said before, I get bored very easily. So I've got heaps of different things that I do. So I am still teaching part-time. So that's Mm -hmm. one source of my income. On my website, I offer um, nutrition services. So I do consultations and programs for clients who want to learn about my approach to balance eating. Um, So that's another source. I do workshops. So I've done some at gyms, at workplaces, kinders, primary schools, all different places. And then on, I sell some merchandise as well my pancakes and pilates top (laughs) yay they're amazing and is there dumbbell donuts and dumbbells there is you've done your research yeah just so cool yeah i thought that was it was very me and i'm i just made one for myself and i thought maybe other people will want them which they have so that's another little side project then on my instagram i do get a number of sponsored posts so that's when a company will contact me um say you know this is our product um we'd love for you to take a photo and post Mm -hmm. about it and And that's another source of income as well. I'm very, very picky about the ones that I will work with. I had like a Weight Watchers contact me once and they offered me so much money. And I just thought, have you even looked at my page? Like, oh my God, that just goes completely against what I believe. So I obviously said no to that, but I do get some really good ones, um, really balanced. So I get some really, you know, typically nutritious things and then also the sugars and the chocolates. And I love promoting both of them and Mm. only things that I really love and use. Then I also do a bit of recipe development for different companies um, that I, that I I love and already, you know, buy and work. So yeah, they're all the different little things that I'm doing at the moment, keeping me busy, but it's so much more exciting than just doing the same thing every day. So it's hard, definitely a lot harder than I thought, but it's exciting. Yeah. Mm, and yeah, well, isn't, I've found that in running our business too. You're constantly like, Ooh, what could I try? Yes, what could exactly. I do? And have lots of irons in the fire. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've heard that from so many people I've spoken to that you can't just put all your eggs in one basket. No. <laughs> you've got to have a thousand things so that if something falls over, if a project doesn't work, yeah. well, you've got you got to back up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So are you your own kind of manager as well? Like, do you manage all of that budgeting and all of the kind of negotiations around yes. all those deals? I literally too? do everything, Woo. like everything you can think of, I do. And I've had a lot of companies um, email me saying, hey, Balance My Monica, we really want to work with you and chat to Monica. I feel like saying, like, it's me, like there's yeah. no one else behind the scenes. <laughs> um, I must say my mum does help a lot. Mum is like the queen. She's taught me how to cook, like everything that I know about food and well-being. Um, so she does help a lot with workshops and with a lot of recipe development. She's like master chef in our in our family. So yeah. she does help with those sorts of things, but all the admin, budget, money side of things, that's all me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dude, you look so rested and Because I'm not a teacher anymore. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> Have you found actually that because you did teaching, now running your own business is a piece of cake? Oh, a piece of absolute <laughs> cake. It's That we should eat. Yes, that we should eat balance. very soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's polar opposites. I mean, teaching and your own business couldn't be any more different because when you're a teacher, from the minute you walk in to the minute you're leaving, like you are on. 
Mm. We were speaking about this before. Like you are always on. There's kids there. Then there's a parent. Then there's a teacher. Then there's a meeting. Then there's an email. Like Mm -hmm. you just don't stop. And I do thrive in that kind of environment a little bit because I'm very busy on the go kind of person. But it did get to the point where doing that every day was incredibly taxing. Whereas working from home and doing my own thing and I'm my own boss, you know, I can just take a bit more time with things. And I feel like they were similar in that it's very busy and chaotic, but the lifestyles are quite different. Um, And I'm feeling, as you already said, like a lot more rested. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling more relaxed and I actually get home and want to talk to people. (laughs) See, I last year I was so bad, or the last four years that I was teaching, I'd get home and I'd, you stay in this teacher mood. And then my boyfriend, Daniel would say, oh, give me that. I'm like, excuse me, did you use your manners? Like you just stay in this teacher zone. And I'm like, okay, just need to take a step back from the minute. So yeah, I'm definitely a lot more relaxed around home and just have more time to do things as well. But yeah, there's similarities and differences, but oh gosh, teaching is a hard job for all the teachers out there. Hats off to you. It is incredibly, incredibly taxing. The most incredible people that I know, and I mean, look, actually, I shouldn't just say that because I know lots of amazing people, but teaching and being in, particularly those teachers that, are so passionate and dedicated and are in the trenches every day. Mm -hmm. Those people that I know, they're just so wonderful and giving and talented. Yes. That's what I I sometimes see teachers who say to me, oh, but I couldn't do anything else because I'm not trained in anything else. I'm just a teacher. I hate that phrase, just a teacher, because when you are a teacher, you are everything. Oh, you You are are everything. A nurse, a psychologist. Oh, my gosh. As well as being an educator, as well as being across the changing curriculum, you can do tech. Like, for me, in our business, it's heavily tech-focused. Everything I know about tech, I learned through teaching. Yeah. And then also and also just that skill of having to teach yourself how to do something so then you can go and impart it. Yes, exactly. And it might be learning the night before or the morning of mm-hmm. or someone hands you something and they're like, okay, you need to do this now. Just make it work, don't make you? Make it work. You make <laughs> it work. And that's, I think, so teachers out there just, I think, need to A, celebrate themselves. Oh, yeah, definitely. And B, get some sleep. Yes. <laughs> and C, not think that they have to just do teaching or that teaching is just a career, but think about the fact that they can do a lot of other things too and that their skills are applicable Everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. And teaching is such an amazing profession as well. But um, don't you think that it's skills totally applicable? Oh, I couldn't agree more. It's a lot. And like you said, you're not just a teacher. Like you're a nurse, you're a psychologist, you're a personal trainer, like nutritionist. Like you're just everything in that role. And you're, you know, for those six hours a day, you're that child's everything. Like Mm. you're their role model. You're their parent pretty much. They really rely on you. So it's a big responsibility as well. Yeah, it absolutely is for sure. So I wanted to ask you another question and this is around creativity because obviously to do what you do, you have to be a creative I'm not No, you are. What do you, how do you think about creativity? It's so funny you ask that because like I said, I'm teaching art for the next two weeks at school and I walked into the art room, which I hate, I like, I'm just not an arty person. And the art teacher left instructions and said, so they're going to be doing self-portraits. So just model how to do it. I'm like, no, (laughs) no way. Cause I just don't feel like I'm creative, but a lot of people do see my work and they're like, oh my gosh, like you are so creative and you, Mm. you know, you do so many different things. And I suppose a lot of people are creative in their own way. 
like I said, I didn't think I ever was a creative person, but in the kitchen, like my mind just goes and I'm just, I just go for it. And when I look at some of the dishes that I create and style, I think, well, maybe I am quite creative, but in other aspects, not so much. I'm here to tell you, Monica, that you are a very creative person and creativity comes in all forms. Yes. Yeah, totally. Have you ever felt that in the zone feeling, like where you sort of forget about time? And oh, yes. Just- Every time I step in the kitchen, every single time, that's like my little meditation zone. Um, I can see how, because so many people, I tell them that and they're like, that is like the most stressful place I could possibly be. And I can see how it can be stressful. And before I loved cooking, it was just, I've got to go there, cook and then get out. It wasn't an enjoyable place. But now that I have found so much love and joy for food and for cooking and creating, um, that's my little place where I go and I put my apron on. I don't have music or nothing. It's just me. And I just get, yeah, completely taken away and just see whatever I feel like at the time I'll be cooking or baking. And that's um, one part of it. But the other part I love about food and about cooking is the love. It's a labor of love. You know, when you cook for someone and then you sit down and give it to them, it's like, wow, like you did this for me. Like it's such a nice feeling to be cooked for and to cook for other people. And that's, yeah, another little part of my my love for it. And it just, yeah, takes me away and I just feel, I couldn't feel happier than I am. Than, but, you know, when things don't go to plan, it's not a happy place. But most of the time it's, yeah, my little happy place that yeah. I love spending time in. Yeah, well, nothing is 100% either, is it? No. no you <laughs> Do you find too that there's something in, you'll be in the zone, but then other times it's a job. So yes. you've got to do it. Yes, absolutely. Even when you might hate it or not feel like cooking. Yes. And that's, yeah. I felt that a lot when I was teaching because the days are just long and exhausting and you get home and you've already had, you know, someone piss their pants and someone throw yeah. a chair and it's just being chaotic and you get home. And the last thing you want to do is try and cook something and get it on the table. So on those crazy days, particularly, like I said, when I was teaching, but other days you're just tired and you just want to get a burger and that's okay. Yeah. Um, most of the time it is quite a calming place, but I do have times where I'm like chaos and I drop something and then, you know, I do something wrong and it's just not working for me, but I try and as best as I can stay calm in the kitchen and yeah, enjoy it. <laughs> mm, absolutely. So when, cause when you're teaching, you'd be working all day and then coming home and doing it. Yeah. So to me, that's not balance at all. No, it? last no. I, I'll put my hand up and say last year I was not balanced. I was balanced in my eating, but not in my life because last year I was teaching full time. I was finishing my nutrition course. I was running my website and my Instagram. I was writing a book. I was doing my cycle and pump classes. I was also trying to do um, my own workouts as well. So I would wake up last year, honestly, like 4.30, 5 o'clock every morning weekends included and go to bed about 10, 10 30 at night and literally work. I would work through my recess and my lunch breaks at school. I would work before and after dinner. Like my life was absolute chaos last year, but I am in a way really glad that it was because it set myself up for this year. So if I didn't do all of that hard work, then this year I would be trying to get my business up and running. So yeah, definitely wasn't balanced. And now I think I have found that true meaning of balance as a whole, not just about food. Because when I did start my page, as I said, it was just food and it was just, you know, this is what I'm eating. This is how I stay balanced with my nutrition. Um, But now I've learned that there is a hell of a lot more to it than just your food intake. Yeah. Absolutely. I, it's so interesting you say that because I think it is. You cut. It's not like you magically get ten thousand followers no. <laughs> overnight, 
at all. And so you're writing a book. What yeah, so I did write a book last year. Oh, cool. um, it was just like a little recipe book that because I always had family and friends like, you should write a book. And I was, again, that creativity thing. I'm like, not creative, could never do it. And I always just say no. And then I thought, well, why not? I mean, I write recipes anyway for my blog and I like taking photos. So yeah, I wrote a little book called, this is very original, Balanced by Monica. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> yes, I'm yeah. very creative, as yeah, you can yeah, tell. Yeah. Just a collection of different recipes. So the really, you know, wholesome quinoa salads and, um, you know, the raw desserts and all those, but then also the brownies and the curries and all those really delicious, not so typically healthy foods. Um, so yeah, I did that. I launched that in August last year and sold about 300 copies, which was amazing. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. It was a nice, and yeah, that was a nice little side project. That was a hobby, but then it turned into, yeah, another added thing last yeah. year. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so amazed that you could do all of that <laughs> at the same time. I don't know how looking back now, like I can't even get up at 6.30. I'm like, it's too early. I don't yeah. know how I got up at that time <laughs> but you I think when you're so passionate mm-hmm. and you really want to make something work yes. Maya Angelou always says to make something work you have to work absolutely and nothing will work if you don't work and so it really is about doing the work isn't mm-hmm. it if someone is out there wanting to create something or do something you've just got to give it yep. your best shot don't you and keep on going even yep. when you don't want to and it's like nine o'clock on a Wednesday night and <laughs> it's the middle going. of winter and you've got to write reports yeah or something yeah and you, but you still have to do all of those things as well. I wanted to ask you a bit more about the nitty gritty of Instagram. Mm -hmm. How do you take your photos now? So, so now I take them with a professional camera. Mm -hmm. So for the first, yeah, 20 months, it was just on my phone, take a photo, upload it. That was it. But now I've got like, I don't know the official name. It's a Fuji camera with one of those fancy lenses. I don't know. So I will, I've got different backdrops that I use for my food. Um, So most of the photos you see are like on the floor on a backdrop with like different styling props um so I'll set that up really try and do it during the day when there's the good daylight so most of my photos are literally taken on the floor all styled looking like a table taken and either eaten cold or eaten the next day because once I take my photo like literally everything is cold my boyfriend is so used to (laughs) eating cold dinners it's hilarious um and then I'll have to edit my photos come up with um hashtags that I think will be appropriate for the dish and get um, some views and then I upload it after that so either the day or the next day or the next week it yeah it really varies so it's not just a matter of grabbing your phone and being no. like oh take a quick snap and here's my definitely not the the set yeah. oh sometimes I take up to an hour on just one shot different angles so sometimes I'll do flat lay sometimes in front different styling components um different oh, everything so I take quite a long time so the one shot you see it's not just okay this is my dish take a photo it's yeah very time consuming (laughs) yeah I can imagine absolutely Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you what would be your best advice for someone who's out there wanting to make something and not sure where to start so my best advice people do ask me this quite a lot actually is number one find what you're passionate about. A lot of people say, I really want to start a business, but I'm just, I don't know what to choose. You've got to think what lights you up, what gets you out of bed in the morning. And for me, it's always been food. It hasn't been like, I do love teaching, but I don't get out of bed thinking, yes, cannot wait to teach those kids (laughs) some maths today. So you need to think of what really you're passionate about and what, you know, gives you that little fire in your belly. So I think that's a really good starting point. Social media is the world now when it comes Mm -hmm. to starting businesses and 
I think a lot of people, like for me, that's where I started. So I think it's important that you do start up an Instagram or a Facebook or some sort of account to start to share all your things because now my Instagram has almost become a portfolio for me. People can look back and see all the work that I've done with companies and how far I have come. That's why I always, even though my earlier photos are embarrassing, I always keep them there to remind myself of how far I've come as well. So I think that's a really good starting point for someone to yeah, begin with. You need to just start playing around with things, see what you're passionate about and see how you can start forming it into a business because it's one thing to want to do something and to love doing something, but are people going to spend money on that thing? Mm. The other big thing was for me, having a point of difference. So if I was another um, clean eating account, I don't think I would have been as successful because there are millions of those now. Whereas I feel like for me, mine was so successful early on because it was a real point of difference and I've got quite a small niche, which isn't that small after all. (laughs) Um, But that would be my main advice find something you love, get started on, you know, an Instagram or a Facebook and make sure that it's something that the world hasn't seen yet. Mm, That's great advice. You can tell it really comes from within you. Yes. I could speak all day. I'm so passionate about this. It's so great because I think people understand and can really see when something isn't real or authentic. People are smart. They're really smart, right? Yeah, they can see through it, definitely. So it has to kind of come from your gut, like that thing that you're like, this is my sweet spot. Yes, yes. This is what I love. And and even if it never becomes a full-time job, it's something that lights you up and brings you joy. Yes. So fantastic. And that's what it's all about. That's like my life motto, do what makes you happy because life's too short to do things that you don't feel passionate about and you don't love. All right. And chuck out the diets. Yes. Get rid of the diets. Honestly, I just, I could go on for so long about this, but diets do not work. Just eat how you did when you were a kid. That's what I always think. When I look at the kids in my class, they'll, you know, eat their fruit and their muesli bar, then they'll have a chocolate and they don't sit there and they're like, I feel so guilty for eating that Freddo. Oh my gosh, I can't even go out and play hide and seek with my friends. They just don't overthink things. And I think that's what we need to get back to, just eating Mm. like a kid, eating for fuel, eating for enjoyment. Mm. Very simple. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Monica Mignoni. Yes, well done. I got it right. Silent G. Absolutely. And we can find you on Instagram, can't yes. we, at Balance by Monica? Yes, Balance by Monica yes. and also on Facebook as well and my website. So, yeah, bit of everything, but, yeah, always posting recipes and photos and, yeah, bagging diets pretty much. Yeah, and I how love much it. Like. And so, yeah, can, we, can we get your T-shirts too? Yeah, so they're on my website as well, balancedbymonica.com, mm-hmm. and they come in pancakes and Pilates, burgers and burpees, donuts and deadlifts, and coffee and cardio. Classic. Ooh, yeah. yeah, that's my favourite. <laughs> I think that relates yeah. to a lot of people. Yeah, for sure, especially as a mum. Okay, thank you so thank much. Thank you, thank you so much. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to a podcast called Just Make the Thing with me, your host, Claire Tonti, and also Monica Mignoni from At Balance by Monica. Go follow her. You won't regret it. 
You can follow me on Instagram at Claire20 where I like to tell stories or also on Twitter at Mrs. Sunday Movies. And for more episodes just like this one, you can subscribe in iTunes. We have chats with lots of incredible people like Geraldine Hickey who talks through what it's like to come out at a Melbourne stand-up gig or Silly Pacola and Luke McGregor and what it's like to write a TV show like their one, Rose Haven. I talked to Jess Harris about losing her dad and how 20-somethings came to be. And I even talked to Will Anderson about his long career and what it was like to get arrested. I also talk with Chanel Luchev, who just happens to be one of my favorite humans. She is a lawyer and also a yoga teacher, and we just talk about life, about the challenges of having a side hustle and getting something off the ground, and also about what we love, what TV shows we're watching, what books we're reading, what podcasts we're listening to. So subscribe, and if you could rate and review us, that would be even more amazing. Maybe tell a friend about us. That would be so cool. This show was edited and produced by Raw Collings. So thank you, sir. Very much appreciate it. You do a great job every week. Okay, enough from me. Follow the links in the show notes below for our charity campaign and also for more about Monica and where you can buy her merch. And go to Planet Broadcasting. We have so many more shows to share with you as well. Okay. Have a great week, guys. Keep on making the thing and uh, go out and eat a slice of pizza with me and Monica. Why don't you? Bye. Hi, I'm Dave. I'm Jess. And I'm Matt. And together we are the Do Go On podcast. Jess, what the hell does that mean? Well, it means that each week one of us presents a report on a topic suggested by a listener. It can be a person, a place, a thing, a time in history, a feeling. We haven't done any on feelings, but (laughs) I'm not ruling it out. (laughs) Hey, we could anytime soon. Now, Matt. Where do you suggest these kind folks start? I think if they're Planet Broadcasting fans, maybe a great spot to start would be Mr. Sunday Movies episode about Star Wars history or maybe even Meso, a.k.a. Uh, the internet celebrity Nick Mason, mm. and his episode about the Marvel Universe and its history. It was a bloody good one. Bloody ripper. Now, if any of this sounds at all of interest to you, you can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, or, of course, planetbroadcasting.com.